Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, so the big conversation of the day is I don't know whether Grand Slam Episode 2 Rampage Edition should have been two hours long because sometimes it's quantity over quality. Other way around, quality over quantity. Here's the thing though. They rarely have 120-minute shows, so who the flub cares? Just treat it like a one-off. I mean, sometimes you just can't win. Otherwise, hello, my name is Simon from What Culture, and you bet your ass we're about to put the second ever Grand Slam to bed. Or I suppose the fourth, if you want to count last year's. Don't even worry about it. I don't want to walk down that path, but let's take the finger of power, watch the damn thing, and give the good bits an up, the bad bits are down. Sting and Darby Allen versus the House of Black was our first match, and I swear, all these guys always bring the fun, and that makes me warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. Sting and Darby Allen even attacked Buddy Matthews and Brody King during their entrance, so they weren't mucking around. And so much was happening here so soon, I mean, even Julia Hart was climbing on people's backs. Darby was also being thrown in the ring, out of the ring, at one point even hit an avalanche code red onto Brody, and I was like, where the hell did that come from? And we were only about three minutes in here, but it was just go, 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 go. I mean, it was like they had been told, if there's any downtime in this match, I will blow up the world, which, by the way, should be the plot of the third Speed movie. And despite the fact that he is over 60 years old, Sting then got pushed through two tables. And landing looked absolutely devastating. Why hasn't someone made him the president? It also allowed the House of Black to handcuff Sting to the ring rope so he was screwed. I think Darby Allen felt left out here. So he ran up the entranceway, he climbed up this massive structure, and he gave Buddy Matthews a coffin drop off the top. And this is what I did for about five minutes. I was like, what the hell are you doing? He then went for another, but Brody King caught him and did that choke thing over the edge of the entranceway, which looked disgusting. 
and then both of them went crashing through these stables. And Alan must have had the worst landing ever, because I tell you, he was busted open something fierce. He looked like a tomato. Matthews then decided, ha I'm in charge. So he went back to finish off Sting, like it actually like he was gonna murder him, when all of a sudden the lights went out and I was like, well, what the hell is happening here? And when they came back on, who made, I suppose, their debut in AEW? None other than Sting's old rival, the Great Muta. What is going on? We also played this off like, well, who's he gonna help here? Because again, he got into a bunch of wars with the Stinger in the late 80s and early 90s. But instead, he went up to Buddy Matthews, he did the miss right into his face and then flubbed me. Buddy fell backwards. He crashed into Julia Hart, which was part of the plan. She was meant to fall off through a table and she missed this table entirely and she slammed her head on the floor. I closed my eyes and pretended it didn't happen. So genuinely, I hope she's okay. This is when Sting magically broke free off the cuffs. So I was like, why didn't you do that five minutes ago, you absolute idiot? He hit the Scorpion death drop onto Buddy Matthews. He got the one, two, three. And of course, I don't mean that. Sting is genuinely one of my favorite wrestlers ever. And this was just so damn entertaining. Up. So basically they never miss and nor do Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Cause they came out for their match. And I tell you, these are two of the most underutilized and underappreciated people in all of professional wrestling. No one understands it more than they. They were also facing Hook and Action Bronson, which was not on my bingo card for 2022. They just did exactly what they needed to do. Like they got a few shots in here, but basically they were put in the ring to bump around and sell everything that Action and Hook did. It was absolutely tremendous. Action Bronson as well looked pretty decent here, given that I don't think he has any wrestling experience. Like he was running around smacking people. And eventually both he and Hook applied double red rums. The former 2.0 obviously didn't want to die. So they tapped out. And that was that. It went about five minutes. The New York crowd was pleased to see Bronson. Once again, I think Matt Yenard and Angelo Parker are awesome. And Hook has a massive upside. I got no complaints. I mean, it kind of was just there, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And speaking of such things, up next was Samoa Joe and Wardlow taking on Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Here's the thing. I like all these four guys. I genuinely think Samoa Joe is one of the best wrestlers ever. Wardlow is going to be a massive star in the future. Tony Nese never misses and is so damn reliable. And over the last week, Josh Woods has proved, hey, you better keep an eye on me. I just wasn't into it. I don't know why. It probably came down to the fact that I knew that Nice and Woods had absolutely no chance. I couldn't take this feeling away from my tum-tum where I was like, well, this is all right, but I'd rather see Wardlow versus Joe. Why aren't we getting Wardlow versus Joe? So when I put all that into my head, I've got to get it down. I don't want to see them team. This isn't the Care Bears. However, I will say they did do a good job of it because not only were they in matching outfits, but this can't have got more than three minutes. They just pulverized these guys. Samoa Joe hit the muscle buster. And we were done. Also, given that beforehand Mark Sterling had gone, well, nobody is ever going to powerbomb me because I'm unpowerbombable. Wardlow grabbed him. He gave him the powerbomb symphony. I mean, you could have written this out on the card and you would have been 100% right. So once again, it was entertaining. It was fun. It was fine. So it does get an up. I think deep down, I just want Samoa Joe and Wardlow to get some proper feuds hopefully against each other. I think it turned out one of the reasons we did do this so quickly is because we wanted to give a bunch of time to Jungle Boy versus Phoenix. Boy, howdy, did I like this. I will say that I think Phoenix is even more nuts than Jungly Jack, but Jungly Jack more than held his own. <laughs> it basically went Lariat, Brain Buster, Super Kick, Poison Rana, Jumping Stunner, both guys down. All the crowd stood up and went, bah! 
Ah, so once again, I was like, well, I think it worked. So it really was just the coolest wrestling tennis you've ever seen. And Boy was able to reverse a Tiger driver into a Hurricane Rana. And then Phoenix was back up just flying around the place. But when he went for something, Jungle Boy just super kicked him right in the face. And between this episode of Rampage and SmackDown, this move was just happening all the time. Phoenix then decided he was going to run down the entranceway and do this springboard flip thing back into the ring. And when he does this stuff, I just look at him with pure rage because I don't get it. But Jungle also had an answer. Well, I'm just going to give you some power bomb. We also had this moment where Phoenix wanted to hit the three amigos, but Jungle Boy turned that into a sit-out DVD. And that's the point I started doing this, fist pumping, because I thought this was good. It was still go, 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 go. So eventually Phoenix hit this absolutely absurd frog splash. I mean, it was picture perfect. And when he went to finish off Jungle Boy with the Fire Thunder Driver, Jungle knew what to do. He hit the most devastating move in all oh, sports entertainment surprise roll up. And he got the Uno Dos Tres. Now, I do think this finish is creeping its way back into wrestling a little bit too much. So maybe a counter is going to return. But this was just two young dudes proving that they've got all the moxie to make it to the top. I can't wait to see what they do do over the next few years. It's getting an up. It was very, very fun. Of course, they shook hands afterwards, but instantly we got shenanigans because Christian Cage walked out and he had his arm in his sling because he just had surgery. And this was basically to call Jungle Boy an asshole and distract him so Luchasaurus could also return and kill him. So obviously it's going to be a while before we can do Christian versus Jungle, but I will take the dinosaur versus the boy from the jungle. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal 
finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. I mean, that just writes itself. Had a quick interview with the Jericho Appreciation Society after this, and basically they're all going crazy and they're going to celebrate on Dynamite. And Daniel Garcia was like, and he tried to talk, but Jericho wouldn't let him. And poor Daniel Garcia, man. This was like a dad who was just absolutely done with his kids. If they don't shut up, he's turning it around and they're all going home. And then amazingly, AEW kind of addressed all the nonsense finishes that's been going on recently. I mean, who saw that coming? Because we did mention this on Dynamite and once more I said I'd keep my eye on it and thank goodness I did do that because it was Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara and of course they just beat each other up, they kicked each other's ass and beforehand Sam had gone, you ain't nothing but a big fat piece of shit. So clearly he got the permission that time. If you know, you know, and if you don't, don't worry about it. Tony Mello was also casting distraction the whole time, like this was her first ever turn-based battle and she needed to increase her MP. But basically, eventually, Eddie Kingston was able to lock on the stretch plum. Sammy Guevara tapped out. All the fans went absolutely nuts because we love Eddie Kingston. That was that. Because he had done it, Mr. Burns had won it. But all of a sudden, it became very obvious that Kingston wasn't going to release this hold. So up came Jerry Lynn and a bunch of other officials. They were like, Eddie, please, would you stop doing this? He was like, no, brah, it's not going to happen. So eventually, senior referee Paul Turner was down there. And he told Justin Roberts, right, you have to announce to the crowd that I'm reversing the decision because I am sick and tired of these rules being broken and somebody's got to do something about it. And that somebody's going to be me. The commentary also told us that they believe it ties into Tony Khan telling all the referees we have to tighten up this officiating. So surely this is going to tie into the product going forward. <laughs> if it doesn't, oh my gosh, this was a terrible idea because people are going to get mad. But I really like this because it felt totally different and it addressed problems that certain people had with the product. So you just got to give it a round of applause. And now I'm so intrigued to see how this does tie in. Plus, seriously, the match was great. It's always great. Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara are great. Up. Jay Cargill versus Diamante for the TBS title was after this. And it really was a match of two hearts. Because when it came to the fighting, I thought it was pretty good. And when it came to everything else, well, I just don't think it was for me. And look, not every single thing of wrestling should be for me. I'm just one bald idiot. But sometimes that's still the case. Because once again, we went all Goldberg here. Couldn't have gone more than two and a half minutes. And after Diamante got her stuff in, Cargill just engaged beast mode. And she absolutely wrecked her. She finished her off with the jaded one, two, three. And I do think we have to get to the point where Jade's like, man, I'm beating everyone. I should be the AEW Women's Champion too. But once again, we did it 20 years ago. Why can't we do it now? If you get it right, it never fails. So that part is getting it up. But afterwards, Trina, who had come out with Diamante, did get in the ring and she just slapped Diamante and then parted down with Jay and this one just didn't make any sense to me again it's just not for me but it did go over my head and I can only judge things based on myself because I am me oh I'm starting to feel a bit wobbly that part's getting it down and then Hangman Page became Willy Wonka Excellent. Well, what I mean by that is that he won the golden ticket battle royals and now he gets to go to the chocolate factory. And it also means that on an upcoming TV show known as Dynamite, we're going to get John Moxley versus Hangman Adam Page. 
what the hell is going to happen there? The other guys in this were the Butcher, the Blade, they must have had the night off, Roosh, Penta, Ari Davari, the best friends, Colt Carter, Diane Hazen, QT Marshall, Dante Martin, Brian Cage, Dalton Castle, Lance Archer, Daniel Garcia, Lee Moriarty, Ted, Matt Hardy, Private Puzzle, Eden Uno, Evil Uno, I should say, John Cena, and Jay Lethal. I think that was everyone. I may have missed someone. And I can't tell you the whole time I was going, please let Dan Hauser win. The last two, though, were Hangman and Roosh battling on the apron when the cowboy was able to hit the dead eye. So Roosh just fell out to the ring like he was dead. And this was probably the correct thing to do because Adam Page does need something. He's kind of in persona non grata. Everything that happened at all out. So yeah, it was just another battle royal. But a battle royal was fine. Didn't really last that long. Up. Which did indeed leave us with Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs in the main event, which was also a lights out match. I don't know how I missed that this was a lights out match, but I think I just watch so much wrestling, sometimes it all goes fuzzy in my brain. This rocked though, because I just like the feud, and the only disappointment factor of it is that Ricky Starks and powerhouse Will Hobbs don't get more TV time. Like, I understand why they don't, but at some point, if we can just shine a bigger spotlight onto both of them, they are absolutely gonna fly. Hobbs especially just wanted to finish Ricky off for good, so he was throwing a bunch of stuff in the ring, and then he was just smacking him with a chair, and later on, he gave Starks this backdrop onto two steel chairs that were like, you know, in the sitting up position, which meant Rick's back just crashed onto them. And even I started doing this, like I was doing some kind of exotic dance, but it just looked terrible. I mean, I think they even got Justin Roberts' belt at one point and started slapping each other with it. And this is when the powerhouse busted out that spine buster. My word, he must have the best one in the game. Eventually, Starks was able to turn this around and he hit Powerhouse with a chair and smashed him with a Tornado DDT when they were fighting up the entranceway. And because Will Hobbs is the Powerhouse, he went down one of the tunnels and he ripped off one of the lighting tubes. And I was like, what the flub is that guy doing? And then he took it and he went to hit it right to Ricky Starks. But of course, Ricky Starks moved out of the way. He got it and he hit Hobbs with it instead. This also led Starks to spearing powerhouse Hobbs through a table. I tell you, tables were having a terrible night on this evening. And then somehow he picked Will up for the Rochambeau. Now, don't forget to do the Rochambeau. You grab them and you put them on your shoulder and then you face plant them. And holy crap, man, Powerhouse Will's hot neck was this close to going whammo, but they didn't do it. Ricky Starks did hit it. He got the one, two, three. They are now one and one in their feuds, which means we must continue this. And please just come up with one hell of a badass match for a few weeks or a few months down the line. I'm invested in this. And I actually don't know which way it is going to go, but these guys have already said are definitely future stars giving it up. Which did bring us to the end of Rampage. And look, I do agree with some of the criticism. Some matches did not need to be here and some felt a little bit too long. But did it feel like a special event? Yes. Does everything AEW do in that Arsha Ash Stadium come across like a big deal? Yes. I'm all good with this. I had a good time. Is getting it up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about Rampage last night. You know the deal. Like the video, share the video, subscribe. Go and watch Smackdown Ups and Downs, which is also live. Follow us on social media. Go to whatculture.com and just feel good about yourself because you're a great person. My name is Simon What Culture. I'm so tired today because there's been so much wrestling and it never stops. I'll get an hour of sleep and I'll carry on. See you soon.